What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another Monday afternoon here on the Popcorn Talk Network. We're here to talk about perhaps one of the most violent action films ever made, Rambo. Oh, wait. It's going to be a great time. See you guys in a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's action movie anatomy. Welcome to Popcorn Talk. Hello. Hello. Is that Sir Richard... Oh, I hear I hear our song. It's very quiet. Oh, it's we're bringing it up. We're doing, bringing it up. We're doing the fade in. If you the will. fade. It seems like I faded in you. It seems like I faded in and cut off all your heads. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Uh, I've got Ryan up in the booth here on Action Movie Anatomy. I can't really hear myself too well. Hoping my volume's okay. I can okay. hear you just fine. That's terrific. I can Great. hear you just fine. Uh, we're talking Rambo. Oh, wait. I like that the board says Rambo 08 on it. I know. It helps. In case we forget what movie we're talking about, we can look right over here. Did you write that? No, I didn't. Somebody else did. Ryan did. We're being supported by a producer. We are being supported by a producer. He's letting us know. <laughs> so amped for this episode today, I'm y'all. so amped that you're yeah. amped, man. I watched it last night. Yeah, I'm... he went out and bought it because he had to watch it for the show. And honestly, <laughs> I own this on DVD. One of my favorite purchases, period. $5 bin, of course. <laughs> of course. And uh, I, I just... This movie is so absurd. I wonder if it actually is just completely, totally ridiculous, or if it falls in the middle category. There, I, I can't wait to get there. There's so much to talk about yeah. on today's show. Um, this is this is an episode that I've looked forward to. In the days since I've watched this, I've looked forward to this more than I've looked forward to most episodes. Yeah. This is high on my list. Like, back-to-back week, sudden death, and this. And anyway, I, we should intro the show. because we, we could do that. We're we on a that. tangent <laughs> already. Um, guys, welcome to Action Movie Anatomy here on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie-related, and pop culture by the bucketful. My name is Ben Bateman. I merely am the host, accompanied by the co-founder, co-host of the show, Mr. Andrew Gay. Gay. Oh, I, was, I knew the cl- the applause was coming. I had to wait for it. What's up, guys? There we go to our live studio audience here. There's so many people watching. Andrew, the shining shooter guy. The shining shooter. <laughs> uh, that's a throwback to our stream we did last night with Rachel Silvestrini, the shining shooter. The shining the shooter showed out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I- I'm a little bummed that you and I didn't get to watch this movie together. I know it would have been incredible. I almost just insisted you stay to watch it again last night. I almost did the same thing, but I figured there'd be no way in hell you'd want to watch it again. I would have done it. I would, but I would have made go. you take the cake outside first. <laughs> that cake was so good. Did you have more of it? Uh, I thought about it, but I did not. Did I, I refrained. She, no, I just went home. So uh, yeah, she wasn't there. I, I have it though. I wanted to bring it with me today. Huh. There's a whole red velvet cake in the fridge here. Is I don't there? know if you saw that. Wow. I'm already thinking about it. So um, we, you and I are going to go see the new Rambo this coming yeah, Wednesday. This Wednesday. And this just got me so hyped. It did make me think a lot of things about how the next movie needs to be made, though. Well, definitely. Oh, there, I have so many thoughts about this movie, guys. Uh, we, we cover action movies on this show here, as I mentioned. Those action movies adhere to four basic rules. I want to go over them real quick here before mm-hmm. we kind of give some other shout-outs. Um, I did loosely mention him just a second ago, but Ryan Nelson, who is the producer here at Popcorn Talk, you heard him already. Big fan of this movie. Ryan, excited to have you in the conversation with us today talking about Rambo. Cannot wait, you guys. I, I hadn't seen this movie probably in six or seven years, and the it held up. I just have memories of my dad showing me this, and I'm being shocked of how gory <laughs> it is. One of the goriest things I've ever seen in my life, but so badass. I saw this in theaters, so I have a special place in my heart for movies that came out in 2008, early 09. I've mentioned it on the show before, but my, my buddy Teddy from Seattle is one of my best friends growing up. 
he and I had this thing every Saturday for about a year and a half. We'd go to the movies. Oh, yeah. We'd pick the worst movie of the week. It'd be the worst movie with the highest expectation to be entertaining. And we did it. Out of like 70 weeks, we probably saw like 50, 55 movies. Some of them were bad. Like some of them were just actually horrible. Like right. we, we watched I Love You, Beth Cooper in theaters. Oh, that's a good one. It's a real movie. Who's in that movie? Hayden Panettiere. Right. We saw I used that. I have such a crush on her. Yeah, me too. That's one of the reasons we saw it. Um, we watched 88 Minutes. We watched oh, Righteous yeah. Kill. Oh. We also watched like The Incredible Hulk. We watched some good movies. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button was in there. That's a weird one. 21, that old poker oh, movie. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the one with, uh, what's his name? Professor Xavier. <laughs> no. Uh, is that, that, no, no, it's Kevin Spacey. Spacey. <laughs> and also. Who's the kid in it? It's. Uh, uh, John Rise? No, it's it's his name is Ben in the movie and it's Jim Sturgis. Jim Sturgis, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, across the universe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> excuse me, Professor Xavier, <laughs> uh, James McAvoy, James whatever, Jim Sturgis. They're all the same. It's close. It's close. Um, anyway, long story short, we saw this movie as one of our movies in 08. and uh, I remember seeing it in theaters and we had a lot of laughs because it's a it's an over the top movie. You know what movie we did see during that year actually that never comes up and is one of the worst sci fi films ever made? Battle. No, I didn't come out that year. But Babylon A.D. Oh. with Vin Diesel. Do you remember that movie? I, I do remember it coming out. I, it was it, you talking about that is probably almost as enjoyable as me talking to William, getting talked at by William Bibbiotti about how great Jupiter Ascending is. Yeah, this last weekend it was I was assaulted with words about how great that movie is. <laughs> so I need to go watch it. Yeah. Have you seen Jupiter Ascending? No. It's by the the Wachowskis. It is by the Wachowskis. I don't know. Yeah. One of them. Yeah, I'm not sure which way you pronounce it. But But I've heard it's incredible from from William Bibiani himself. Uh, Yes. (laughs) We're off on tangents because I'm so excited about Rambo 08. So anyway, guys, it's a special place in my heart remembering that year. I did see this in theaters. I remember it. It was exciting. Uh, And on rewatch, it was... Every bit, if not more, enjoyable this time. Because yeah. I feel like the conventions of action movies, I understand so much more now than I did then. Well, I also think this movie becomes more enjoyable the more times you watch it. Because I think the first time it could be a little bit, of, like, abrasive. It's off-putting. Yeah. A little, definitely. <laughs> it really it's a, is. It's an aggressive movie. It's so very aggressive. So let's get, let's get to the rules here, because I'm pretty sure this follows the rules by the numbers. <laughs> Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. There's no question. Stallone's a peaceful warrior. He's a... Yeah. He's a What's the word? What's the phrase I use? A noble savage. A noble savage. He's a noble yeah. savage. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't engage unless he's engaged. He's not looking for war. Into Burma. Oh, here we go. Burma's a war zone. Well, war zone. That's what people call it, but it's more like genocide than war. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I love that guy. Uh, rule number two: the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you, in the room. I mean. He's definitely the smartest guy in the room. Other than the fact that he lets Julie Benz convince him to continue to go into the war zone after he executes six people. Which is the most absurd part of the whole movie. 100%. You agreed? That, that- yeah, I mean, it's just like, she's like, but we have to go. He's like, go home. Yeah. She's like, but I'm hungry. Go home. It's like, which way is home? Go home. Yeah. <laughs> that scene is so, like, no matter what she would say, his response would just be, go home. Well, see, the scene doesn't even really make any sense. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll continue explaining it in a second here, but I don't think the villain, any of the villains are the smartest people in the room. Because I, I, that main general is not, like, cunning. He's just evil. He's just evil. And he's kind of little and wiry, so, like, I, the fact that he's alive at the end is just a movie thing. He would just be dead like everyone else. It's not well, like he had any special armor or was a smarter or, like, he's knew alive how to... for a little while at the end. <laughs> God, his death is so it's grotesque. So good. <laughs> Rule number three: the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. I mean, he's John Rambo. Yeah, he's John Rambo. John J. Rambo. John J. Rule number four: the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. There's a lot of explosions. Oh, of course there are. There's an excellent explosion with the with the claymore. Oh, like all the claymores. Are you talking about the one that he does? Yeah, the, the, in the, the woods. Pl- yeah, it's and it's on like a bomb, right? I think so. It's like attached because a claymore wouldn't create that explosion. 
They're pretty big because they're usually partially underground, I think. Right. I mean, well, on the ground, so I don't know if... I, I mean, it's definitely, I think, Hollywoodized a bit. Isn't a Claymore the thing that you always see in movies when it says this... Like this this way forward? This face first. Yeah, this yeah. Face, yeah. 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 Okay. And they're also in... What, are they in Goldeneye? Is that what it was in? Yeah, probably. Yeah, they had the name they had yeah. on there, too. Face, face whatever forward. It is, yeah. <laughs> I was just doing research, y'all. I found out. So he put the Claymore next to an unexploded British Grand Slam bomb That's from World War II. Because oh. you see it kind of the back of it's like sticking up through the you see the guys that's why the explosion because Claymore is big but that's like a nuke yeah it's very very it rocks the whole woods <laughs> um, anyway so those are the rules of action movie anatomy I think this movie fits really well quick couple shout outs some new patrons we got Keaton Reese and Lucas Shawshank you would say it like Shawshank with a W um, I found that out on a stream Lucas uh, is one of my good friends um, no, <laughs> Lucas and Alex big fan of you guys uh, thank you for being patrons guys we salute, salute you as always so let's get into the very first part of the show I want to hear your thesis statement about this movie. Yeah, I, I thought a lot about it. Um, I'm like, so I'm actually disappointed we didn't get to watch it together. Now that I think about it, just because it does, it's rare that there's a movie I feel like that there, we want to talk about as much as I want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, my thesis statement is my thesis statement is that Rambo 08 Rambo 08 is the most grotesquely violent action film mainstream ever made. Rambo 08 is the most grotesquely violent mainstream action film ever made. And I say so because I think you can make some really gory movies and they can hit theaters and people can like watch them a couple times. But it's very rare that a movie with a star as big as Stallone yeah. and a franchise that's like an action-friendly franchise. Like People think Rambo, they think Rocky. Like they yeah. want to go see <laughs> right, right. a fun like action-adventure revenge movie. Like All those first three Rambo movies, they have some intense stuff. Don't get me wrong. But this is a different kind of movie. This is a straight-up revenge movie that's using a lot of the the techniques from Saving Private Ryan, like a lot of the stuff that was popularized in 98 that he used so effectively for D-Day, but he's using it in a revenge movie. The, like, shaky cam. Like a popcorn action. Yeah, the shaky cam, like the amount of limbs that are blown off. (laughs) That you see. You see, like, arms being hacked off. There is a bayonet that goes into a child's stomach, (laughs) and you see the blood start coming out. Now... It's funny because, like, and it's nothing funny about that, but <laughs> but it's funny that he does it because I think he, he decided that, okay, if the first three Rambos were this, we're going to go into Burma, and I don't want to make a popcorn movie. I want to show what it actually looks like if you're right, there. Right, What really would happen. And I think that's the part about this movie that's sort of startling is that it is grotesquely violent, but it's not grotesquely violent necessarily to, like, make you laugh, even if at times you kind of do because... It's so much, it's hard to even like sort of fathom what you're watching. He's trying to prove a point. It's just that it's in a Rambo movie. Yeah. And 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 like you you heard about when Saving Private Ryan came out, you'd get veterans that would go in there that would have like major PTSD anxiety attacks and have ambulances had to come, pick people like it was a whole thing. Yeah. Because it was so realistic, it was so intense, so gory, so real. Just wow, just put us right back in it. Whereas this Really, probably is like what it is like in Burma during a genocide, but no one actually wants to see what a genocide really looks like up close. And it's because it's in a Rambo film. Like, yeah, it's he, not Saving Private Ryan. It's not Schindler's List. If this had been called something else, like I don't know, if this is called Burma Revenge or something like right. that, and it wasn't a Rambo movie, and he wasn't a character that we like expected us to use a bow, it'd be different. But I think he specifically wanted to make a revenge movie, but inside the conventions of a real actual horrific scene because that's right. what this movie is it's a revenge movie fully right that's that's 100 percent what's happening yeah i i you mean i guess well, well you mean 
because because they kidnap the people and they like right. make him go back. So I think he's like he's basically trying to kill the notion that he has to be a killer. That's right. what he's so that's what he's trying to avenge. Mm-hmm. He had been like peaceful for a period of time. He got away. He'd captured snakes <laughs> for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I I, I completely agree with yeah. your thesis. I think for me. My thesis has to be that in order for Rambo 2019 to succeed, yeah. they need to take a major step back in the gratuitous violence. That's it. Not that the movie needs to be not violent. I'm expecting it to be incredibly violent. And I think that you could still show a throat where without the slow motion fingers going through the throat. I think you could still show a genocide with kids dying without showing us a bayonet to the stomach and the kid like squirming and slowly dying. You could show us <laughs> this whole thing without like kids getting raped in it by a general that's horrible. Like, the whole thing is just... I'm almost shocked they didn't graphically show that happening. I am same. <laughs> like, legitimately same. So the whole thing is... It's... Again, I love this movie. Yeah. I find it incredibly enjoyable yeah. and, like, pretty yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But I think of 2019, especially in the climate that we're in politically and, and socially yeah. and just with the amount of gun violence going on in America, you've got to find a way, and I mean, obviously the movie's already shot, produced, and, and ready to go. It's in the can. Yeah. It, they need to reel it in just a little bit in order for us to even have a more enjoyable experience than the people didn't owe it. Because I think that there was a way to make this movie, the 2008 Rambo, just a little bit more palatable by general audiences. I think if you had dialed the, the violence down 60% in this movie, it still would have been really effective. You just would have had to use it in more choice moments. Yes. But I mean, it's so crazy to see, like... Because, like, this period of Stallone, 62-year-old Stallone, there's a chance that this period of Stallone, which, like, we'll call him HGH Stallone for the for the purpose of 62-year-old people are usually <laughs> not as jacked as he is. There's obviously never been anything actually with him. Like, any, none of that's ever been proven. We call him that because it's funny. Because it's hilarious. And he's 62, and he's, like, way more jacked than I'll ever be in my whole life. It's insane. Uh, so <laughs> when you see, like, this, like, grizzled, sinewy Stallone... With the 50 cal. Oh, I love that scene. And he's like, just like... <laughs> and you see, like, people's fucking bodies just exploding. Apart. And people's heads just, like, exploding. It's hard to not just be like, Jesus, this is just, like, <laughs> adrenaline. This is, like, just, like, adrenaline the movie. It's so good. It's so intense. I... I... I love how ripped he is in this. I love like, this movie so much. man jacked. And then, of course, we didn't even talk about the bow. Okay, we got to get to fist pump because the bow and arrow scene, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's sweeter in Punisher or sweeter in Rambo 08, but the bow and arrow scene is insane. If we ever make an action movie, one of us as characters in the movie has to have a bow and arrow. Has to have a bow and arrow. 100%. It's insane the amount of work you can do with the bow and arrow. It's, he catches fish, <laughs> he <Yeah>. kills people. <laughs> yes. If any of you are going to shoot, now's the time. <laughs> favorite line coming up so fist pump is that moment in the movie where something happens you look around you're like oh my god are you seeing this this is absolutely insane it could be anything that happens there are so many fist pumps in this movie it doesn't even have to be incredibly violent or gory but it most likely will be my fist pump yeah is the throwback to the slow rise up when he's behind the guy behind the guy yeah kills him and then he just I, I love that he unloads like maybe twenty shots in the dude in the front seat <laughs> with the fifty cal. It's so grotesque. He could have just kicked him. <laughs> he just he starts unloading on the guy, and you just see the guy's body just like, like, 
And then I love that it cuts to the far shot of showing Stallone in the actual <laughs> gunner seat, and there's just like brains and guts all over the front of the gun because of what he just did to that poor man Doesn't in even the care. front seat. It's not a poor man. <laughs> he was a killer. He was a killer. He's just doing his job. That scene is unbelievable. The like final battle, yeah, when yeah. he just starts unloading on people. It's something about that scene that I thought was so interesting because I agree it's a huge fist pump. Is that the blocking of what the fuck is going on is impossible to follow? <laughs> like, I have no idea how many guys there are. I don't even really know where they are, or what side they're coming from. Right. I don't know when people are jumping around and shooting each other. It's just scene after scene of like guy like, getting shot, over, shooting, guy yeah. shooting, guy getting shot, explosion going off, fifty cal, Christian guy bashing someone's head <laughs> with a rock. I was trying to follow that scene, like where. Like, what's the... Where is everybody? Like, what direction's shit coming from? Yeah. Um, also, Stallone 100% would have shot one of his own guys. There's no... Oh, no yeah. Well, Rambo's got incredible marksmanship. Yeah, he, true. He's won an award for it. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Gretzky says, fist pump when Rambo rips the throat with his hands. Well, so one thing I was saying that was I, I thought was so funny <laughs> is this movie came out in 08. So did Tropic Thunder. MacGruber came out in 2010. Like... <laughs> I think that this movie was was hitting one axis of the action genre while like those movies were sort of hitting the other axis but they were also kind of parodying this movie right in some ways like this movie decided to take all the shit that you had seen in those 80s and 90s movies and just try to make it like a Real. lot more realistic yeah and those movies were like we're going to take all that shit that was never that realistic and make fun of it but it's weird to watch Tropic Thunder and like that opening scene of them in war and the guts coming out <laughs> and then see this scene, this movie, and it's like the same thing, but it's not intended to be funny at all. I love like, isn't like a limb kicking when the, when all of his guts are out that yeah, isn't yeah, his? Yeah. It's like an automated <laughs> limb. It's so good when they cut. Oh, uh, it's so funny. Uh, there's a few fist pumps in here. I want to get to them. Uh, hopefully no one steals yours. Matt Movie says, my fist pump is just seeing Rambo for the first time. Just love Stallone as this character so much. Uh, Gretzky said the thing about the throat. Cody Seal, fist pump is seeing the 50 cal sniper go off finally a lot of buildup. Yeah. It's the, the Billy Zane wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> he's sweet. He's, he's really sweet. School, uh, school boy. School boy. Uh, he kind of looks actually like um, Ed Screen. He looks a lot yeah, like Ed Screen. Yeah, he does. He yeah. does. He's like I a younger. Like Ed Screen, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, Paul Denuzio, when Rambo just stares down the mercenary leader who's beating him. Richard Jarvie, the first time Rambo draws his gun and kills the pirates on the boat. That's almost as sweet as the collateral alleyway. Uh, almost as good. <laughs> uh, my fist pump's 100% when Rambo first shows up with the bow and arrow. It's... <laughs> It's no question because, like, you know that he's lurking, right. and the scene is happening, and you've just seen, you've already seen the the trick with the grenades in the water, and it's just horrific. Yeah, it's just horrific. Like, it really the, is. The movie opens with that. It's so fucked up, and you see they're going to do it again, and like miraculously, these people all make it across the water, <laughs> and somehow, somehow, and they and the guy gets kicked in the face, and the, and they're like go back over, and they're like you, you're like all oh, these soldiers, they have to they have, to, back? They no have to do something, yeah. and of course, and they're not going to, and then it's like somebody just gets taken out, and you just <laughs> see just burly burly rambo with the bow yeah and just takes every dude out with the bow and arrow let's move i love I, the idea that the pullback of that bro is like 600 pounds it's so it's, outrageous <laughs> it's like he shows up with the bow and i had an audible like jump off my couch <laughs> captain america getting the hammer level fist pump it was that it was that exciting to me i like couldn't i didn't remember that was the first time you had seen rambo in the movie i do think that that's actually Oh man, is this the is this the best Rambo movie? I think it is. 
That was my other fist or my other thesis that I actually think this is the best Rambo movie because it's not like I it's not like this movie possesses things that the others necessarily don't like uniquely like first blood has things going for it that this movie doesn't first blood's a much better drama mm-hmm. he's a better actor in first blood first blood's a just the supporting cast is better like Danahy's great there's yeah. a lot about first blood that i like but first blood's also a lot less engaging this movie's pretty visceral like it's pr- it's pretty engaging yeah, the you, entire time you can't not watch this movie when it's on whereas first blood you can definitely tune out and when it's on in the background yeah and first like, blood part two First Blood Part 2 is much easier to tune out because the action actually has not aged as well as, as well. you'd like it to. Yeah. Um, That's so interesting. I hadn't even really thought about that, that maybe this is just the best Rambo movie. Because, like, it's not that the quality of this movie in terms of a dramatic piece are, like, better than the others. But, like, the Rambo franchise is not really about that. They're all kind of just, like, you push a man far enough, he'll push back. And, like, the idea between the love of First Blood and, like, I mean, on a whole, First Blood is a better dramatic movie definitely it really is but this is a better rambo movie if that makes sense because rambo changed this is the same way rocky changed you look at rocky one and you look at rambo the original yeah they are dramas Both with some yeah. action in them if you look at rocky three and four you look at what rambo's become and how they've evolved they leaned into one thing over the other or else it would have just been a franchise about a dude with ptsd that keeps getting picked on well right because like because like rocky two is an extension of rocky one but they have to make it a little bigger and a little more exciting so right. then by the time you get to rocky three it's like okay if you're gonna have the underdog fighter who has to continue seeming like an underdog well then the villain's got to be bigger it's got to be he's got to be harder and the and, same thing happens in four and four Drago. it's like okay now he's got to train a different way and the villain's got to be invincible and we need him to kill someone and, ha- <laughs> yeah, and the only way you can do that is by making this feel a lot more like popcorn action which like it kind of makes sense and so yeah but anyway my, my thesis or my, my fist pump has got to just be that it's the bow and arrow scene i mean there's a lot of others in this movie Oh, is that yeah. the bow and arrow? Are we going to see the bow and arrow scene, or are we just going to hear the bow and arrow? Just going to hear it. Sorry, <laughs> just, just hear the bow. Just got excited. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that's that's got to be my fist pump. It just it was just totally the moment. But I I will say, um, you can always tell how much I enjoy a movie. You personally, yeah, because the number of times I text you about it. Oh yeah, you it was it was. You probably sent me like eight texts yeah. while you were watching it, which I was stoked because, again, I do know you, and yeah. I know when you're watching a movie that you really enjoy. If, if it's a text like, oh, my God, what is happening in this? Yeah. Like, this is so absurd. Like, that's not really a great sign, but this yeah. one was just like, oh, my God, when he gets this. Oh, it's so insane <laughs> when this happens. Oh, the bow and arrow scene is, is magnificent. I just couldn't I just couldn't believe that I had forgotten what this movie actually was. Like, I, I remembered it being really violent, and I remember him being burly, and I remember right. seeing it in theaters, and that was the extent of what I remembered. But any of the specifics i just totally forgotten so like we talked about the scene where he had first kills the pirates yeah and Love like that scene the thing about that scene that's so absurd and so preposterous and i almost as a storyteller because stone's a really good storyteller yeah i almost wonder why he didn't kind of catch this there's like basically zero chance i'm the captain now is yeah. that, what you, that what you wanted <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's basically zero chance that she really should have been able to convince him or even that she would have wanted to convince him yeah. to go into Burma at that point. Because at that point, it's, it's like none of them have actually killed anyone. They're on the they're like basically on what feels like the borders of where they're going. And it's like, look at how bad it's gotten already. Like he just had to kill five guys or three. It's like I think it's like five or something. Yeah, it's at least three for sure. Yeah, he definitely. just had to murder like three people in front of you with a gun narrowly because they were trying to take you. And granted, I guess she couldn't understand what they were saying, but they could understand what he was saying. Well, and also, I feel like even if you're a moron, you can understand the situation. <laughs> and it's like, like what is, what's going to happen next time when there's nine guys and you're on your way? Then you're all just going to die and you're happy you went to go help? And these people don't know he's 
Rambo, John no. Jay. No like, idea. They don't know what he's been through. They don't know that they're with this one-man army. He's Boatman. He's Boatman. <laughs> he's just trying to get him to Burma for free. He didn't take any money. <laughs> and so that's the thing is I don't really – I don't totally understand his motivation to take them there. And I also don't understand their motivation to go. I guess what you can lean on into is the idea that they're Christians. They're driven by faith. So the idea – that their faith is taking them there to save people is like, God saved us here. Right. Rambo didn't save us here. Right. God saved us. That's why they throw in that great line That's later on. Favorites. God yeah. didn't save you. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, that was you, Jason Statham. Thank you, Statham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's got to be like what you would lean into if you were looking for the motivations. But as an audience member, that was the part of the movie that I was just like, how? This is, this needs, like, if, this is a Rambo movie, but this one thing is still beyond my belief. I cannot understand why and how this happened. It's preposterous. So, But anyway, so that's uh, coming up on the show today, guys. We are going to do a, a soft ranking of all the Rambo films. We mm-hmm. haven't seen the fifth yet. We see it on Wednesday, so we'll be sure to add that in a little bu- a little bit. We're going to kind of continue moving through the show here, get into Star Profiles, starting with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Interesting was, part of his career here. Yeah, absolutely. So there's Shade, another sweet card movie, if you haven't seen it. I remember Shade. I used to watch this. For some reason, me and my buddy, when we would go on road trips to go fishing, we would always watch Shade. It's a bad movie. Is it the one with um, Tam- Dandy? Bill Duke, or is that Hoodlum? That That's be- Hoodlum, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, Hoodlum's gnarly. So Shade must be like... Pretty sure is it Dandy Newton in there? I can't remember, but I know that there's like there's a there's a, a spade on the cover, yeah, exactly. Right, uh, and then he does Spy Kids 3D Game Over 2003, and then Rocky Balboa right. in 2006. So <clears throat> the beginning of the 2000s was really really quiet for Stallone. It didn't feel like he'd retired, but it felt like he was just was was not interested, or maybe his moment had passed. So um, I do want to talk a little bit about where we go from here with Stallone in a second. Shade, yeah. Here we go. So let's see who else is in the movie. So you got. On the cover of the box, by the way, this is who yeah. was famous. The first build, guy in the center, Stuart Townsend. Oh, is Gabriel Byrne in this? Uh, Gabriel Byrne, yeah. Or Byrne, yeah. Tanny Newton. Yeah! Jamie Foxx. Oh, yes! Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Melanie Griffith and Sylvester Stallone. I have a feeling this movie is probably directed by Stuart Townsend, would be my guess. a really good movie. No, it's directed by Damian Neiman. Ooh. No clue. I would have beat you in that round. Very clever. Because I knew Damien Newman Very fair. Uh, and then Julie Benz on the other side of it, Dexter's girlfriend. Uh, Kill Your Darlings in 2006. Bad Girls from the from Valley High in 2005. George of the Jungle 2 in 2003. And mainly known for playing Rita Morgan in Dexter. That's what I knew her from. Uh, yeah, and I actually... I, I don't know how I feel about Julie Benz. I don't dislike her. But I do she's find her a little. This. Yeah, she's just she's just kind of always fine. Yeah. Um. I don't know if her career will ever go anywhere from where it is right now, but I do want to talk about Stallone's career. Well, yeah. So I mean, before we get into exactly where he's going to go from here, I think it's important to kind of talk about Stallone and this moment in his career right here because, you know, Stallone was was huge in the seventies and eighties. People yeah. people don't give a lot of credit to the fact because they always talk about Schwarzenegger versus Stallone. But Schwarzenegger really became famous as an actor in 84. And he started doing movies people were watching in like 85, 86. By 85, Stallone was coming out with Rocky IV and First Blood Part II the same year. He was already like the biggest movie star on the planet making seven or $800 million by the time Schwarzenegger was even like really famous as an actor. And he was writing and... and- he, had, he was writing what he was doing. He had, had a decade already at that yeah. point. Like, like Rocky one is 76. So by the time he's even like contending against Schwarzenegger, he's in it for 10 years. Yeah. So then, you know, he has this next 10 years of his career from, we'll, we'll call it from 85 to 95, right? After he has his biggest year in 85, mm-hmm. you know, he's already made most of the Rocky films. 
things that kind of the wheels start to fall off a little bit, right? There's Rocky Five in there. There's Rambo Three. Neither yep. of those does very well. Yep. He kind of goes into comedies in the nineties. Yeah, he takes St- a weird turn. Stop or my mom will shoot. He's got a few of those hits in the nineties. Hits, we'll call them. You know, cliffhangers <laughs> in there. Daylights in there. Demolition Man's in there. They're all pretty bad, though. Like, yeah, on the, in the, on the scale of what he was making, Judge Dredd. Like, he's he's become a pretty popcorn guy. People don't like the movies as much. And by the late nineties, by the late nineties, he's not like the guy like he had been. By the mm-hmm. turn of the century, you're getting into this period where he was kind of taking almost like a little bit of a break. Like he was. I know he did get Carter in there in the mid two thousands. Oh yeah, um, I remember that movie. What was that? What was the the land something land Copland Copland and Copland people is late nineties. Like people like it, but yeah. it's kind of a dramatic turn. It's trying something yeah. else. So I think by the time this happens, he's like, all right, I got to make. I got to go back to my roots. Yep. I'll make another Rocky. I'll make another Rambo. Rambo. Uh-huh. Let's just do this. So he, 06, he makes Rocky Balboa. Which people like that, right? Oh, no. It's, they like Rocky Five. No, people hate Rocky Okay, so they like Rocky Balboa Enough. a little bit more. Some Rocky, people like Balboa. Rocky Five's the bad one. Yeah. Balboa's yeah. the one where he, he uh, the video game simulation <clears> says that he would, uh, he'd beat the the current champ, I think. Oh, right. And he comes and out so of retirement. To try to that. play him. Yeah. To yeah. fight him. Uh, and to play him. To play him in boxing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm into sports. Um, <laughs> So he makes this, and he makes Rambo 08. And then from there, there's a little bit of a rebirth. So I think The Expendables is like 2010. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, I mean, he makes a couple of those movies. They're all pretty pretty popular. Um, and then you kind of get the Creed stuff. That's like the big, that's really the big, like, legitimate Stallone comeback. Yeah, because you see him, he gets nominated. He, he, he carries himself well and in a different way on camera. It seems like as if the time and the maturity in his real life has really greatly positively affected his ability as an actor when you watch Creed, when you watch those cancer scenes and even in Creed 2, he's great. So now we've got, you know, Rambo Last Blood coming out. Where do you go from here as Stallone? I don't think you retire. I don't think he actually wants to retire. Well, he's, so he's stacker ogred in Guardians. He And I believe right. he's going to be in Guardians 3. So I think he'll do that. You're a part of the MCU. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll do another Creed movie, I think, right? Because he didn't die in Creed 2. Yeah, I was. I mean, I guess there'll probably be another Creed movie. It makes sense with how big Tessa and, and oh, MBJ yeah. are. They'll just keep this as a bummer. They'll keep the franchise going. I mean, I think Stallone. I want to say is seventy two right now. He might be seventy three. Okay, but I think you know, he's he takes pretty good care of himself. He looks great. Like I think Stallone makes probably this is his last Rambo. I'm pretty sure. I can't see him making another Rambo. <laughs> Rambo Last Blood Part Two yeah. would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you know he'll he'll appear in another Guardians movie, which is pretty easy work. Yeah. I could see him doing a voice, like he could, he could do like an animated voice. Like I think that's still pretty relevant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the guy's uh, uh, creatively he's a force to be reckoned with. You know, I could see him producing. I could see him directing something that he's barely in or not in. I could see him doing that. Like I, I think as a, as a movie star. I feel like I don't see Stallone wanting to do it that much longer. Like I, I know, I know. Well, he's just yeah, exactly. Because he's been doing it for so freaking long. But how awesome would it be to see him as as like Albert Brooks in Drive? You know yeah, what I mean? Like right. something like that. Like a smaller part, but you're a bad guy. You make a big impact, and you watch the movie, and you're like, that's the standout. Like yes, there's the young star who's amazing and he carries the movie, but this guy is the villain who's been around forever. And yeah, honestly, how many times have you seen Stallone as a villain? It's like happened a, a few times. Spy Kids, you know, like yeah, almost almost not at all. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it, it is it is interesting to think that like he was so good in Creed, he made such an impact in Creed, and and people you know thought he was going to win the Oscar that year, and he didn't end up winning the Oscar that year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does he have another one of those in him? 
Will he do something else like that again? Well, it's it's so tough, right? Because the stars have to align with everything. Right. You got, you know, you talk about Creed and Coogler and MBJ and the writing and the story and all that. It all came together perfectly, as you right. have, as you have as it has to. Excuse me, when you are going for these Oscar runs, but he's so respected now, he could end up in the next anyone's movie. You know? Oh, oh yeah. So. If, if you get Stallone attached to it, even just as a producer, the thing gets made. Like mm-hmm. he's one of the most famous people that's ever been in Hollywood ever. Like he's, and right now he has a lot of heat and respect behind his name again. Where you you put his name on anything, it's like all right, we got to go see it. Yeah. So that would be uh, that would be my, my my thought is I, I I don't see him wanting to do the movie star thing many more years. Um, I know his daughters are kind of coming up. I could see maybe them kind of get, getting involved. He could maybe be pushing their careers a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really sure. You know, I I, I I love Stallone. I've told the story on here before of getting to sit down and hang out a little bit the one time. And uh, he was he was charming. His energy was wonderful. He just was – he's awesome. I, I really, truly believe that guy is the best. So. You want to tell the joke? The Eddie Murphy joke? the, the Or the horse joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or like, that, that was, yeah. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I was at a, a dinner, and I got to hang with him for a bit, and he uh, he was like, talking about horses, and he was like, you know, I've, I've, I've bred horses, I've, ri- I've ridden horses, I've done a lot of things, but uh, something Eddie Murphy told me, I never look at a horse the same way again, Eddie Murphy told me this, uh, Never trust someone that can shit and run at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like me and Adam Carolla and their wives were there, and uh, everybody got a good laugh out of it. And I was like, man, that's a story. I'll remember that that's one. That's still one of my favorite jokes. It's the best. Uh, so production development here, obviously thrown together by our good, good, hardworking friend and a producer on the show, Brandon Hanna. Uh, you know, let's do that, because let's do our, a quick action industry shout-out right now. Brandon Hanna, the hitman. As you guys all know and love him from the movie trivia Schmodown, he's a guy that reached out to us a long time ago. Uh, he, he was like, hey, I'd love to pick your brain. Can I buy you lunch? And uh, kind of the beginning of a, of a long friendship and honestly a, a great professional friendship on yeah, top of that Brandon partnership. Yeah, is really, really great. Um, he does a lot of things on the channel. He pulls mo- media clips from our respective shows. He's the person that edited that incredible New York Live video uh, from us being live in New York, obviously doing the action guys. Um, he's killing it in the movie Trivia Showdown. He's part of the family now. So he's he's literally gone from someone that was a fan of a show and didn't really know us to becoming great friends with us, business partners with us, becoming a part of my faction in the MTS. He's started working here like he's yeah. he's just doing it. So yeah. just big big shout out to Brandon Hanna and big all that he does. Big shout to Brandon Hanna as our weekly <clears throat> action industries shout out. So so Brandon we just kidding now. <laughs> we salute you. Uh, so, and also, Brandon was in Arizona this last weekend. Oh yeah, um, for, with the Little Warrior for the movie trivia showdown. It was originally going to be an Arizona event. There was a rescheduling conflict, so some people were there. And Little Warrior uh, was there. Matt and Caleb and, and Brandon posted a bunch of pictures hanging out with him, which was really cool. Um, you know, Caleb was a really tough kid who was a huge, huge movie trivia showdown fan. He's yeah. Team Bateman and. Uh, Brandon, uh, you know, hung with him, so I thought that was really cool. So big shout to Brandon. So, um, yeah, let's, let's get into production development here. The rights to Rambo, the franchise, were sold to Miramax in '97 after Carol Co. Pictures went bankrupt, and uh, Miramax intended to produce a fourth film, but Stallone was unmotivated to reprise the role for a very long time. But then the rights were resold to New Image and Millennium Films in 2005, who greenlit the film before the release of Rocky Balboa. The film began in January of 2007 in Thailand, Mexico, and the U.S., and it ended in May of 2007, so a nice four-month little production period there. John Rambo was the original working title for the title for the film, but changed in the U.S. because Stallone thought the audiences might think that this is the final film in the Rambo series, and he was like, I don't want to do it, but if 
I'm going to do it. I want to do more of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, due to the then recently released Rocky Balboa, which was not his original intent. In many other countries, the title John Rambo is used because the first and second Rambo films were known as Rambo in those countries. Uh, in uh, October of 2007, Liongate announced that the film was being changed to Rambo to Hell and Back, but then it was changed to Rambo of some negative feedback from the online community, which I'm a bit surprised about. I think to, from like Rambo to Hell and Back is pretty sweet. Well, it's also, and we'll get to this a little later because there's a good AMA question to answer later, but uh, the titling is a little confusing, uh, this just being called Rambo. So... Uh, but uh, yeah, this this is directed by Stallone. You know, pe- people people know Stallone originally from having written and starred in Rocky in 1976. Yep. He ended up, you know, directing some of his films here and there. Um, obviously, taking taking over control on this one was uh, was a big deal. Um, Stallone got the idea to set the film in Burma from the United Nations, which he later pitched the producers. The producers found the idea compelling after visiting. Uh, Karen refugee camps. Mong 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 Kin is a former Karen freedom fighter and stated that if he accepted the role of the film's villain, there was a chance some of his family would have been incarcerated in Burma, but accepted the role regardless. Wow. Feeling that bringing awareness of the Saffron Revolution was important. Wow, that makes that... It's hard to do anything but hate that guy. Yeah. But it's crazy to think that he actually took this on for, like, real reasons. And Stallone actually killed him in the movie. (laughs) He really actually (laughs) cut him in half with that machete. Uh, This movie was produced by Lionsgate. It cost $50 million to make. All of it spent on blood and fake limbs. January 25th was when it was released in 2008. $42.75 million domestic. An additional 70 and a half foreign for a grand total of $113.24 million. So over doubling its budget, you got to remember this is a this is like in a very very bleak time in Stallone's career. So this is actually these are great numbers for what was going on. But uh, yeah, I mean, still that's that's still surprisingly low though. Yeah, uh, to open number two, making eighteen million, you you know, I think I just think there was a general. I don't think there was a hunger for this movie when it came out. No, there definitely wasn't. I, I think that this movie had to happen for this next one to be successful. I, yeah. think, I think 2019 will do a lot better at the box office. It's got a 7.0 on IMDb, a 38% on the tomato meter by critics. Honestly, does not surprise me at all. But it's got a 69% by audience, which makes me very happy. Yeah, I mean, the audience score on this movie is high, and, and there's a reason. Like, if you're a fan of Rambo and you like watching movies like this, this is this is right up your alley. Um, so I think let's move into the next part of the show, which is favorite line. This is where we talk about our favorite line on the show uh i've got a great one (laughs) i i want to say it but i also feel weird saying it out loud yeah it's definitely not uh we make fun line to say we make fun of it a lot because it's so aggressive when it happens and it's early on i think let's just collectively acknowledge this line and move on yeah let's just do that but this is this is our (laughs) collective favorite line and it's 50 times Yeah, it's when he says that. <laughs> and cut your, and cut her, and and cut cut your, your heads head off. Uh, it's just... it's well, Because we were actually talking to Kevin, who's good yeah. friends with, with uh, Sylvester, yeah. um, before the show, and, and Kevin is a diehard Rambo fan. Yeah. And he... He was he loves the line as well, but obviously for different reasons. We love it because it sounds like he's herniating a disc while he's saying it. <laughs> Kevin loves it because he's like that's what it would. He's like that's what would have happened. Well, I don't think anybody watching this movie doubts that. Same. I was like, you're you're not wrong, except for them apparently because they still convinced Stallone <laughs> no. to go into Burma. <laughs> we'll have fun in Burma. We're already a quarter of the way there. We have these supplies. You'll only have to kill. 237 more people. And I might kill someone with a rock. <laughs> I think that the body count in this movie is 237. Is I, it, I, does, I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, can someone pull that 
Uh, on it. Okay, perfect. thanks, Ryan. Uh, so Cody Steele says, "Why not Rambo Four? Cody, you should be a film producer because <laughs> that's exactly what it should have been called. Should have been, been called, called Rambo yeah. Four because." You guys know me and my illegal streaming to watch movies. I kept typing in Rambo 08 and I could find nothing. So I started typing in Rambo 4 and it was everywhere. So should have yeah. just been called Rambo 4. Rambo 4, or yeah. to hell and back again. Which leads us to our next segment. Which we is, still have favorite line. There's other favorite lines. Oh, I thought that I was I think it. our favorite line is collected. Oh, that's just my favorite line of yeah. the whole movie. I, I like a few others. Um, okay. I really like when he says to the guy... God didn't save you. We did. We did. I love that line because it's so offensive. The, the entire the entire concept of this movie, the fact that they're Christians, and then the guy has to kill the guy and it shows his face later. <laughs> there's just so much like, there's so much of just like, God won't save you from death. Um, which but is I'm like, a, I'm not a religious God person. God can't save you now, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but I can. But I can. Uh, that like, just that whole notion in this movie is like funny to me. I'm not religious, so I think it's easy for me to think, find it funny. Right, right. But, uh, that, and then the other line that I love is where he's talking to the shit weasel at the beginning, and the guy's like, and it's tough to call that guy a shit weasel because he's not a shit weasel like Xander Berkeley's a shit weasel. He doesn't right. print, he doesn't like he's betray just anybody. He's just prickly. Yeah. But he's <clears> like, <throat> Stallone's like, uh, do you bring any weapons? And the guy's like, of course not. He's like, oh, <laughs> you guys. Of course not. You're not changing anything. You're not changing anything. <laughs> when he says that, I was like, oh, burn. He's got such depth to him. Yeah, Stallone uh, knows what's up. Uh, let's see. Denuzio here says, when you're pushed, killing is easy. That's a great line. Uh, Andrew Fudge, my favorite line is, live for something or die for nothing. Your call. It's also Jarvie's favorite line in slash speech of the movie. A lot of people really like that line. I, I like that line. Denuzio says, 236. Oh, I got kills. a higher one. Oh, really? What I do found, you got? I found I think he kills 236, but there's 254 deaths. <laughs> so there was, some, there, there, there was a few left over for good measure. There's 18 deaths left for the to go around. The idea that you could kill 236 people in a weekend? Well, because Commando is Commando has a high death total, but I think this has a much higher death total. Sure. Oh. Schwarzenegger kills like over 100 in Commando. It's so sure. good. It's so hilarious. Um, all right, so so we're going to get into favorite to, uh, to aim a question here. It's asked by... Paul Denuzio, who is a legend in the Action Army. Yes, he is. Uh, Paul Denuzio asks, is there any franchise with a worse naming, numbering run? And the answer is no. Because if you think about this, the first movie is called First Blood. Right. The second movie is called Rambo, First Blood Part 2. But then the third one's called Rambo 3, not Rambo First Blood Part 3. <laughs> yeah. It's just called Rambo 3. And it's then the Roman fourth, one, the right. fourth right. one is called Rambo, which if you didn't see the covers would just expect it's the first movie yep and then rambo last blood which kind of makes sense except at this point it feels like it should have just been called rambo five you know when they uh they have like people from australia try a blooming onion in america for the first time or like people in japan try our sweets uh i would love to to get four people to sit down that have never heard of rambo and, and to put these movies in order based off title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just see where they land. Looking at it, it's like, okay, you go First Blood, First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, okay, Rambo so, Last so Blood. So I know what I can do. I can go Rambo Last Blood is the last one. That, Rambo 3 is the third movie, but then everything else falls apart. Rambo is the first movie, if I've never heard of this before. And then it goes First Blood Part... And then, But I'm like, wait, but Rambo 3 is supposed to be the third one. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> yeah, it's pretty confusing. I, I think... Um, <laughs> I just don't know how you could how you could read a list of these titles and not just be like, Rambo's obviously the first movie. <laughs> right. It's called Rambo. It has the, to be. It has to be the first movie. But then, 
yeah, the first blood thing. Like, I, I almost believe that in a movie trivia showdown, that, that that's a legitimate question. A round one question in the movie trivia showdown could be, "What is the title of the first Rambo film?" Because it's just Rambo First Blood. It's or just is called it just First Blood. Blood. And yeah. I feel like I feel like people would say Rambo First Blood, or they would just say Rambo. Right. But I feel like 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 a third of the people would just not be able to answer that correctly. I like that. I would have got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Sorry, 79, someone that's new to the chat. Also, a big salute for showing up the first time, or at least the first time we've caught you, Robbie. Uh, as a religious Christian, I wasn't even a little offended by this film. Okay. It's more of a conversation between pessimistic idealism and political realism, both dealing with the same moral goals in the end. You should be on the show instead of us, because that was very, very eloquently put. Articulate. I like that. <laughs> this, uh, sorry, not pessimistic. My phone thinks it's smarter than me. I meant uh, pacifistic. Okay, there we go. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. pacifistic. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad to hear that, because it is one of those things where it's like, when he says, God didn't save you, I did. You're like, okay, you probably don't need to say that. I think we could all figure it out. Your God can't save you now, Jim. <laughs> But, but I, I can. can. <laughs> God, that movie's so good. McGruber's the best. It really just covers all the I bases. wish, I honestly, even though we did a live show in New York. If we could just do it again. Yeah. So we did uh, an episode, by the way, of Action Movie Anatomy, guys, on the movie McGruber. We did it live in New York. And the video of that performance is now up and available to watch on Action Industries. So our YouTube channel, uh, it's just youtube.com slash actionindustries. We just put it up. It's got some live music at the end. We wear MacGruber wigs. We do some MacGruber trivia. McDruber makes an appearance. McDruber. Appearance. Uh, you know, oh, and speaking of which, we sold gynapples at the end of the show. Oh gynapples and penguins. Uh, and as of today, gynapples are for sale on Amazon. <laughs> you can buy them. Really? If you look up uh, uh, Kess Lovems. Yeah, kessdrop.lovems. Uh, you can buy a gynapple. It's a, it's a pineapple with sunglasses on. We signed them and called them gynapples. They're for sale right now on Amazon. We also so. have them. We also we also have them if you want to reach out to us. We, do, we have a small number. Of, they're I've covered s- in Sharpie. I've still got that really good one where you drew the eyes with the sunglasses over your penguin that looks like he's just coked out yeah he looks like he's uh, got an eight ball hemorrhage <laughs> uh so i think right now you know we've got 35 people in the chat really happy to see everyone here talking rambo 08 which is pretty hilarious uh that, that we've got that many people here talking this movie let's rank them really quickly for the ones that have come out yeah i think we could probably do a collaborative ranking uh i think we put rambo 3 last it's the, so rambo 3 is the one that people talk about and have watched the least it gets forgotten because like we talked about it came out that period of stallone's career where he was going back to the well but not like he had been out of it for a long time it was like right. eventually i'm gonna need to make another of these it's the last movie with richard krenna the general he's so he gets kidnapped in this one he right? gets kidnapped i believe and, and stallone i think has to rescue him in russia stallone's hair is longer he's more jacked <laughs> yes uh, so yoked in that one there i think yeah they he, he has to go rescue the general and like richard krenna as the general is really sweet in those first movies he's like definitely one of the, the, the standouts um and so but i just think rambo 3 is the least it just has the least going on that makes it rewatchable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I think then next, okay. Well, what's the best one? Let's work our way. I, I get. I go first blood because as much as I enjoy this movie, right. yeah, I do think that if I was going to choose one Rambo only to be able to watch for the next like twenty years, first blood is the one that I already have seen like the actual effects age, but it still is great. And this movie's only 11 years old, so at a certain point, it's very possible that the actual violence and the action in this movie start to feel like the second one feels, which is right. dated, and the story here is not as good. So First Blood is, 
the best one for and me. as we said earlier it's the better movie even though rambo itself feels like a better rambo movie now it's got krenna in there and it's got dennehy and they're both really sweet and you get yeah you get the hero qualifier dennehy's really good he's he's excellent and stallone's it. really good yeah stallone has he has real that dramatic scene at the end when he breaks down in the in the store yeah and he's talking he's coming with your legs that whole scene yeah um, that's a great it's scene. a really good scene he's he, i mean stallone's a fucking really good actor I mean, even at the end of first blood part two when he has the freak out breakdown scene yeah. when he's leaving the camp and all that or leaving the base is, yeah. is good i still give rambo oh wait the edge over first blood part two yes i agree <clears throat> i think first blood part two is good i mean there's only one there's only one film on this that has Marty cove <laughs> and it's rambo first <laughs> and, blood part two Marty cove is a very talented actor read for you and i got i got an issue to read for the new rambo film. i'm gonna read for this my son was in d-day you know i actually might see marty tonight really so i'm covering tonight oh, yeah. for uh for another outlet called red carpet report who i work for sometimes i'm covering the premiere of this film called run running with the devil it's a new nick cage lawrence fishburne film and uh larry fish i was texting with weston this morning he'll be there so i, oh, I was yeah? thinking i was thinking okay so because, you know, obviously it's his father. He's in the film. But then I was thinking, I wonder if because of D-Day just, like, opening up, will Jesse be there? And if Jesse's there, I wonder if uh, Marty's there. I wonder if they all go because it's kind of like this moment the movie's coming out. Right. I want to get to see Nick and Marty together. That would be insane. That'd be insane. That would be too much. And me. if it all goes well and lines up, guys, I will tonight get to actually interview Nick Cage. You come out, you're like, I'm Ben Bateman. Oh, I've heard of you. I've heard of you. I watched your interview with my son. I heard you did some impersonations of me. You have a terrible accent. <laughs> uh, we've These got coins a... are obviously fake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Uh, we got uh, Aiden Kiohan. Hey, guys, love the show. What's your favorite kill in the Rambo franchise? Also, Drew... Thanks for liking my comment about the staff of Raw Schmodown wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? He, like, put up a, <clears throat> a picture of what the Schmodown wheel should be, and it was, like, a, a from the mummy. It was, like, the staff of Raw. It was oh, just that, stupid yeah, yeah. but hilarious. Uh, Aiden, I think my favorite kill... It's almost certainly from this movie. In any Rambo film, it has to be from this movie, because the other ones are good, but they're not quite as sweet as this. I have to go... God, it's either an arrow shot. I, you know what? It's not the arrow shot because I remember the first time I saw the, the bad guy die, I was like, how on earth could you possibly make the general's death top anything that's happened in this movie? It's, We've already hit the climax. It is so grotesque. But then he cuts him in half essentially with a machete and then his body like unravels as it rolls down the hill. No, no, you're or missing. There's three pulls, steps. Yeah, yeah. First, he goes into the stomach. Yep. And Stallone is hulking in this movie. <laughs> and the general is very small. Yes. And Stallone goes into him with a giant knife. He pulls sideways. He fully splits him open. Fully splits him open. You see his guts fall out. Yep. Then he kicks him, and and as he's rolling, his intestines unravel onto the ground. As the top half of his body, like, twists. It's It's, an amazing, amazing bit of choreography. It's something you would only see in a foreign film that's meant to shock you. Which is why I say mainstream <laughs> that is actually grotesque. So true. You see, like shit like that happen in foreign films, where <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. there's just, but like not movies that star Sylvester Stallone. Like that's just what's different about this movie, and why my thesis is my thesis is like he swung for the fucking fences with this with movie. with the machete. There is like there was no part of him that was like, yeah, I'm gonna hold back. It was like. No, this is war, and this is not funny. Right. It's Rambo in a serious movie where he's murdering everybody with a fifty cal and machete and a bow and arrow. <laughs> so I have a soft spot for, uh, for in Rambo First Blood Part 2, the exploding arrow. 
Because oh, yeah. the guy's like running away from him, and he's the guy's like frantically running to get away from him, and he like slowly pulls back from a distance, and I think he explodes the guy. I could be remembering the scene from UHF where Weird Al is dressed as him, and he parodies <laughs> him. And the guy explodes. Like I think I'm remembering that also, but I definitely know that he does blow the guy up in Rambo: uh, First Blood Part Two. That one sticks out to me, and then the throat rip in this movie. Because throat rips have become such a thing. They're so excellent and hilarious. But then the one in this is like one of the first times you've seen it since an <laughs> 80s action movie where you see it like, yeah, here we go. That's the beginning of it. And the fingers, you see the fingers like dig into his neck. And you're like, oh, God, that's exactly what would happen. And you're like, and you think to yourself, is are they really going to show us a throat rip? rip? Throat? Or is he just going to like have broken his, like crushed his trachea and then he'll just drop him. Nope. Which might have actually have been more horrifying, to be honest, just in like real life. Cramming your fingers into someone's throat and then just dropping him and letting go. But he had to go for the. Oh, I got another throat rip in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Could go for the turkey. Uh, <laughs> so good. Um, all right. There are, uh, there are three action movie categories, Ben. Totally ridiculous totally legitimate and ridiculously legitimate now the three categories as we described them totally ridiculous that's gonna be movies like face off con air demolition man they're pretty silly they almost like fall apart they're so silly yep. super enjoyable but uh, different kind of movie then the second category totally legitimate that's gonna be movies like i think from like lone survivor to maybe gladiator or something Deepwater like horizon yeah they're pretty dramatic they're they're grounded movies uh usually great performances throughout there's not a lot that really loses you they don't go for shit that feels totally unrealistic or, mm-hmm. or silly then there's the middle category which is usually grounded by like one really strong thing it can be a great performance it can be maybe the premise or the set design something can be gorgeous about it uh and then there's just like some silly stuff that does kind of lose you you laugh unintentionally here and there now it's almost certainly it's almost certainly i don't know actually ingo film freak goes by the way the bad guys exploded in both uhf and in that so good call i think in uhf what happens is he shoots the arrow and while it should be an explosion that's like reasonable it just cuts to stock explosions of like a mountains exploding <laughs> and like tanks exploding and just like ridiculous huge explosions oh, i think in the al. real one the guy just explodes which also you might have found out oh no it wasn't on stream anymore but weird al was your first concert ever as well ever yeah yeah we did an interview last night with rachel silvestrini uh on action unfiltered we do streams tuesdays wednesdays thursdays fridays and sundays right now and sundays we're doing yeah four to five streams a week right now we're doing on the action industries channel so go check those out um but uh for me the category it's a really tough one i know as everyone in the chat so far has said totally ridiculous like definitely totally ridiculous uh cody seal says middle all the way it's <laughs> matt matt movies totally legit movies are die hard gladiator and sudden death <laughs> he says <laughs> Oh, look at this. This stove is hot. It's so hot. I will kill the bird. I will kill the bird. <laughs> uh, I will do the splits. God, I, I for some reason, I feel like it has to be the middle category. The reason I think it's the middle category, the reason I think it is, the more I think about it, is he does something in this movie that's startling that I haven't seen done before, which is that even though he o- overuses it, and even though it's way too much at times, right? he's still making a mainstream action movie with somewhat realistic violence throughout a lot of the movie. Now, there are things in here like the throat rip that are like, you didn't need to put that in this. Like, you just didn't need to do that. Like, that's, that's in here for effect. That's to be, like, big and outrageous. But there are things like the, the massacre and, like, the kids dying and the arms and legs getting ha- hacked off where it's like... If you were in that situation, you'd see that. 
Yeah. And there's stuff like with the with the prisoners and like throwing the grenades in the, in the water and like making them run. That's like old like Holocaust stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean you I mean you've heard about like horrible things going on during war, whether they were war crimes or not, but like this movie barely scratches the surface of like the actual horrific atrocities that happen in real life. And I think that the idea that they show enough of the stuff to make you uncomfortable as a viewer, it makes you actually feel Maybe not the violence is justified, but it's necessary. Well, that's why I just think because they show you that stuff is why this movie feels so much like a revenge movie. And they, oh yeah, exactly. It, it really is because even the opening with the, with the grenades and the and the landmines in the water, you're like, this is so horrible. Yeah. And this is the first scene. This yeah. is what I. This is like easing me into the movie. You know? Yeah. He like obviously wanted to set the tone. You know, that's like that was sort of the point of that opener, and he does, yeah. and he does. So I think it's right on the edge, but I think I have to go middle category because. Again, like you talk about, it's usually one thing that grounds the movie, something that makes the movie feel. Yeah. And it's that. It's the fact that he goes somewhere that people haven't gone before in mainstream cinema. He, people haven't really done that. Yeah. And and, and for me, I think uh, it was just enough to where it didn't feel – because you could also just do that and make it totally ridiculous or just totally unwatchable. Yeah. So he, he definitely toes that line. So, wow, we both go middle category. Yeah, sweet. Nice. Could go for the turkey. Could go for the turkey. Uh, there's only the one thing term. left to do on the show here, and that's called <laughs> the pitch. Sweet. Um, this time it is Rambo: Last Blood. Ooh. The last Rambo film. We're seeing the film on Wednesday. Uh, I'm fifty fifty if I'm going to get to be here with you guys. Actually, I really? Will, yeah, yeah. I've meant to talk before the show. I'm finding this out. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I hope I will. I'll definitely get to see the film, and I'll definitely get to talk about it. But hopefully, I'm here to review it with you guys. I can't freaking wait to watch it. Yeah. I hope it's anywhere near as entertaining as this movie. I feel like it's going to be better. Yeah. I really think it's going to be better. Now, obviously, it's never good to set yourself up with really high expectations, but come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Can I actually ask you guys a question about that real quick? Yeah. So this feels like one of the, a movie like Logan, where it's like the last ride. Do you think it's going to have that type of tone, like the final bout? It's called Last Blood. Like, does he die in it? I'm not, maybe not necessarily that, but I'm just thinking, like, do you think it's going to have that type of tone? Like, it's the final ride. God, if it does, that's such an effective tactic. Yeah, that's I, a really good question. If a Rambo movie makes me cry, I don't even know what I'd do with myself. Right? Like, what if what if Stallone wins an Oscar for <laughs> Rambo Last Blood? It would be... It'd be legendary. Glorious. Uh, I like that question a lot, and I think it's definitely something that could happen. I don't know to what extent. I don't think you can kill Rambo. I don't think that can ever happen because he, he, I think a big part of why you love Rambo is that he's, he's damn immortal. Near unkillable. He's damn near unkillable. Uh, I think he needs to, he needs to like die of old age after retiring. Right. He's tried to retire so many times before. It feels like he just has to die. Right. Uh, I man, that's, that's I, I hope there's like some real weight to it. Some weight to it. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. Yeah, it's a great question, Ryan. Thank you for asking <clears throat> that one. Um, all right, guys, if you want to find us anything else we're doing, you can be sure to follow along on social media. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media. You can find our show at Team Action Show. You guys can find me at Andrew Guy. You can check out my personal YouTube channel, which I'm trying to start to build now, youtube.com slash Andrew Guy. It's mainly going to be Clash Royale content. But as always, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Team Action. And a big, big time general shout out to... Andrew Hayes, Paul Denuzio, Billy Belford, John Getz, John Patterson, Jake Yacovetta, Kyle Grandinetti, Kelsey Kirkland, Mac Ryan, Nick Gilmore, Jeremiah Morris, Kyle Hilbert, Tamer Butta, and Sari Lamanmaki. Big shout out to all of you guys. I guess AJ Lancaster can get one as well. <laughs> Big salute. Big salute to you guys. See you next week. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. 
For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of the owners or principals.